Superstore was a show that I watched in the beginning. I watched the very first show, and I watched maybe they, like, the first season, maybe. But I don't think so. I don't think I got through a full season. And it wasn't because the show was bad. I actually liked the show a lot. It was just because, um... I don't watch TV that much. I didn't watch TV that much at the time, so I just stopped watching everything. Something happened in real life, and it took my attention off of TV, and I just forgot about it. But recently, um, I started watching the show over again, and I started watching, like, a whole bunch of clips of it on YouTube, and, um, even though it's not, like, accurate about retail, I were in retail for a horribly wrong, t- I mean, I said wrong time, yeah, that's about right, but a horribly wrong time, and, it reminds me of some things that happened. Yeah, man. It does. And just watching these clips or whatever and watching the show, every clip reminds me of something different to happen in retail. I worked there that long, man. I don't even... I'm embarrassed to say how long I worked there. I ain't worked there 20 years or nothing like that. I'm not even that old. Have worked anywhere for 20 years, but um, I did work there for a long time. Yeah, I worked there straight out of high school, and when I stopped, I had been there for like 10 years, <clears throat> maybe 12 years at one store. Yeah, and then I I worked at another retail store after that for while I was um, part time for a while to get extra money, and then I I never did it again. Yeah, so I graduated when I was seventeen. I stopped working there, well, maybe not that long, man. Let me think, man. Maybe 12 years all the way around, yeah. So 17, yeah. Because I stopped working there when I was like 28, something like that. So, yeah, I put in my time. And I remember thousands of stories. In the beginning, I did like the job. Because I was young. I never made that amount of money. I never had that amount of hours that I worked. And um, it was all new to me. But after the first two years, I started not liking it at all. 
But the only reason I stayed is because I was in fear of uh, not being able to find another job that paid as much as I got paid. And um, it was all I knew at the time. I started working there when I was 16, turning 17. And I had worked there for like four years by the time I was 20. So it was all, it was the only job I ever knew. Outside of like um, cutting grass and stuff like that. So I was afraid of starting over again and so on and so forth. It's just my anxiety, man. I should have just walked out. After that first year and a half, I should have just walked out and moved on. But you can't travel back in time. Now I have all these silly-ass stories that happened along the way. And like I said, uh, I'm going to go through these clips one at a time. And I know it's going to remind me of something, and I'm going to get back with you. Um, it was a learning experience. What, what, what that time did, all the way up until now, that time that I wasted there, and the time that, um, went on while I worked there, it was a learning experience. On, you know, I was about to say on the court, like I'm a basketball player. At work and outside of work, it, that time was, I don't know what time of my life that was, but it was a, it was a strange time of my life. You know, I know that I haven't changed much, but I, I, I don't know what my mind was at the time. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking in the present, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about the past. I was thinking about what was going on right in front of my face. Yeah, that's how that time was. I should have planned more. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just going day to day, I should have planned more. But, but, uh, like I said, man, retail is just, and it took up a lot of my time, man. It took up so much of my time when I was there for that period of time that many of the friends that I had worked there. A lot of the people I hung out with, 
outside of work, work that some people that I know now and to this day, if I'm in trouble, I can call them right now and they will help me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it, it was a bad experience, but it also was a very blessed and learning experience. A lot of hap- a lot happened during those years, man alive. Oh God. Stories I could tell about that time. About those times, man. Some wild times. And it don't and it seems like <clears throat> When you got a bad job that you really don't like, it seems like everything revolves around work. But now that I'm with a job, or I have a job that uh, I don't necessarily love my job, but I don't dislike my job, which makes me not think about it. When I'm off work, the last thing I'm thinking about is work. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think about that shit at all. When I worked in retail, that's all I thought about. I was hanging out with the people that worked there. I was uh, complaining about it when I got home. I'm complaining about it when I'm there. You know, it was just... It just consumed my life, it seemed like, for a while. Which is... Man, right now, I I say that is complete stupidity. You know what I'm saying? You can't let some raggedy-ass job like that consume your life. That's what I would tell myself now, then. I mean, you better find something better to do. Walk out. Cuss them people the hell out and leave. That's what you do. Don't stress yourself out. What's wrong with you? Now you done pulled your back, your leg, your neck. You know, had more injuries than evil Knievel messing around with these raggedy-ass people. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Just leave, brother. So... That, yeah, so I learned a lot. I learned my value. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna work me half to death and not pay me and not thank me and not see my worth. You know what I'm saying? Now I work with people. If I work hard, they be like, man, you working hard. Let me give you a raise. (laughs) Back then, they giving out dimes and pennies and shit. Get out of here, man. Yeah, talking about when you max out, you only can get a nickel every year or something stupid like that. What? How have I maxed out and I'm at the same position? Like, they had these dumbass positions. Like, if you was a stalker, that was the lowest. The, stock, the people that stock the shelves. But you could be a stalker one a stock of two, or a stock of three. 
And if you're a stock of three, ooh, you know what I'm talking about? You, uh, you in charge of the stockers, and you tell them what to do, even though it's a manager above you, right? And then, yeah, it was the manager above you. Then there were the three assistant managers and one store manager. Think about all that shit, man. Everybody thought they was the boss. Yeah. So my thing is, all that maxing out, how can I max out? can't max out. If I'm in the same position I was when I started at, I should be able to either go to a higher position or um, not. You know what I'm saying? Either, either offer it to me or I refuse it. But I knew people, it was this dude that worked there. He had been there for 15 years. And he was still a, a stock a person level two. I don't know how much he got paid, but I doubt it was that much. And they was just cool with it, you know what I'm saying? They was just cool with it. While there were other people that was there that right before... I started working there. They got these gigantic raises for some reason. So, just for example, you had people making $7 an hour. Because minimum wage was lower than it is now. $7 an hour, $6.75 or some shit like that. And then you had people that was making $15 an hour. That's a big ass gap. That's a big ass gap. And the thing is, when I started working that he had some kind of switch over in um, power and corporate or whatever, they got a new uh, CEO and all this kind of stuff. And he stopped all those gigantic grazes. And, um, I got caught at a stopping point. You know what I'm saying? So all the bonuses and the raises and all that stuff stopped when I got there. But what they could not do, they said they couldn't take away how much these people was getting paid. We had one dude that worked in electronics that made $17.50 an hour. And you had somebody that was stocking the shelves making uh, $6.25. No lies. This is for real. $6.15 maybe. This is serious business. I'm telling you the truth, man. No lies. And that junk used to piss people off. Because, I mean, $17 an hour back then? Think about this. We're talking about, like, 12, 13 years ago. 
seventeen fifty back then was a lot of money. And then you got the dude just making seven dollars an hour. Big ass guy. He riding, driving a nice car. Another dude, he riding on a city bus, and he worked twice as hard as he do. Been there as long, but he j- well no he ain't been there as long. He just missed that gigantic raise that they gave out. I don't know how that shit worked. But, yeah, I remember that about Rachel, man. Like I said, man, I, I, I got a thousand horrible stories and a thousand good stories. Most of them are horrible, though, that I can remember. That's crazy, man. You can remember the bad times, but you, but the good times are real foggy. That's crazy, right? What's another one for you? Um, I remember in the back of the store is where they kept all the furniture and the heavy stuff. Man, that shit is horrible. When you see that truck come on, coming, and they say they got damn near three pallets of furniture, man, I weigh 135 pounds. Some of them desks weigh 250 pounds, and it's just me and this little elderly dude back there putting the shit up. Man, I probably messed my back up with life working at that place. Yeah. Should've walked out, man. Stupid. Stupid, young, and dedicated. Yeah, my mistake. I'm sorry to myself. <laughs> For real. I apologize, man. I promise you I won't never do it to you again. God willing. Um, yeah, them, that furniture is heavy as shit. And then you got a forklift, right? Forklift dangerous. I ain't never like that either. I remember one dude. You always supposed to ride on a cage and be buckled up with a safety harness when you ride on a forklift. The cage supposed to be on it. So, it was this driver, and um, he was late for one of his routes, and he needed a desk that was on top. So he got this little, the little elderly dude that I worked with, he got him to drive the forklift over there, and um, the, the desk that he needed, was right in front of a pole that had a um, light switch on it, up way up high, it had a light switch on it. So the dude get up there, no cage, no safety harness, and he go, I used to do it too sometimes, if I wanted something fast, uh, and um, he go, he up there pushing the desk, pushing the desk, and all of a sudden he loses balance. 
But when he loses balance, he grabs onto the pole in front of him. And he slides down the pole. But when he slides down the pole, that damn light socket uh, box is sharp as shit. That shit ripped his damn arm from the fucking elbow. Excuse my language, but from the elbow all the way to the back of his hand. Man, we had to call 911 immediately. He was bleeding all over the furniture back there. Dangerous situation, man. <laughs> That's why they say always use a cage and always use a safety harness. Prior to that, I would do something like that. But after that, man, it was real rare. And I'm telling you, I was... I, I was as careful as I could be after I seen that. Hell no. Man, he was messed up. Oh, I don't remember if he ever came back. I don't think I ever saw him again. I'm sure he survived, I guess. I don't know. Dangerous, boy. Yeah, man. I remember one time, um, we had these, uh, clearance desks, right? No, clearance tables, six-foot tables and eight-foot tables, and they had them all leaned up against the wall in the back, priced by each one. Some goofy-ass lady, now they clearance, now, some goofy-ass lady back there. And she want to see, let me see, the, can I see the one behind that one? Can I see the one behind that one? And all of the, the way they was propped up, um, I guess they wasn't sitting right. So, I wanted to go show her one behind, uh, the front one, on one of the ones, man, how about that whole shit fell on my ass, all of them, pull, I, I pulled a muscle I didn't even know you could pull, I pulled a chest muscle, I was out for a couple of days, yeah, man, this shit smashed my little ass, <laughs> yeah, and the thing, and, and the way I hurt myself was saving her, because I held on to him so she could move, and she moving all slow and shit. Yep, all of them fell right on me. They had to come unbury me and take me to the uh, medic. Right. And you know another thing about that dang old raggedy ass stuff? Only rarely did, one time, I got injured lots of times. One time I went to the emergency room, but every other time we got hurt, they just sent us to the medic. Yeah. And then they want to be stupid when you get down there. Uh, I remember one time I was in the back unloading the truck, and I stepped on a wooden pallet. But the wooden pallet had a big-ass rusty nail sticking out of it. So the nail went straight in my heel. 
Man, I went straight to the medic for them to give me a technic shot. How about they call to the store? And I told them to go ahead and lie for it. Man, I'm about to pass out. They talking about, uh, do you want us to drug test him before we give him um, the technic shot? the hell is going on? I'm sitting here bleeding out the bottom of my foot, thinking I'm dying or something. Because I was, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going on. And, uh, y'all worrying about a drug test? What are you talking about? If you don't give me this damn technique shot? Of course they said no. Because that's just silly. What does a drug test and a technique shot got to do with each other? Stupid people. At Medak, yeah, goofy-ass people. They always said that, like, if you got injured, they would, um, drug test you. That never happened to me, and I got injured lots of times. I guess they figure they go drug test you, so if you try to sue them, they hoping that you was on drugs when it happened. That's what I'm getting at it, getting out of it. But they better been worried about me suing them if they ain't give me that technic shot. That's what they better been worried about. So they, they slipped by that one. Yeah, man, y'all don't want to got these sharp-ass nails sticking out of wood and stuff. Man, retail sucked all the way around. The times sucked. Like, until the times you had to work. My schedule was so messed up. Now, I got a straight schedule. But back then... You had to take a picture of your schedule. I know what I work. Nah, Monday to Friday, you know what I'm saying? Eight to five. That's what I worked on. But back then, man, Monday you might work seven to four. Tuesday you might work four a.m. to uh, one p.m. Next day you might be uh, 11 to 9 or 10 at night, then the next day, you own the overnight crew, I mean, that shit was all over the place, and then when you be like, if you complain about your schedule, they say, well, we have to make the schedule based on the needs of the customer, that's what they say, all the time. And it's just truth, though, I understand. Not, not that I'm strictly a shopper and not a retail worker, I understand. They got to make the schedule to fit when the uh, when it's the busiest. When it's slow, you don't need that many people. When it's busy, you need a lot of people, obviously. But that still ain't making no better. I couldn't stand my schedule. Especially that clothing shit, man. Clothing was a whole nother beast. Yeah.
Cause it was rough, man. We never got out on time. We never got on time. That was the problem. If they let us, they had us trapped in there like we was in prison or something. And we had to wait for them to unlock the door. They used to lock us in there. I used to always threaten to call the fire department. Tell them when they got us locked in. Won't let us out. The only door out is locked. 